What is up everybody? Welcome to NFTs in the Arena. Mike and John, your hosts. Um, thank you all for joining us again. We've had some actually people reach out to us in previous weeks from our social media as well as from the YouTube channel. So thank you for supporting as well as on Spotify and Apple Music. John, what's going on, man? How are you doing today? What's up, Mikey and listeners? How's everything? Oh, actually, viewers too. Sorry, we actually were just having a conversation before the call and we still got the jitters. But um, anyway, John, I wanted, I wanted to jump straight into it but before we do um everybody that's watching please like and subscribe to our youtube channel um we are at sports finder and all the social media platforms so there's a story that i wanted to cover john and more sports orientated with the the merge of web3 and there was an article from it's called decrypt and the the article effectively read english premier league files for crypto and nft trademarks so the premier league obviously from the uk so the english premier league it reads further has filed two cryptocurrency and NFT trademarks in, in the United States. A sign the world's most watched sports league is gearing up to expand its brand into the digital scene. So really these big organizations, even now currently is the way the world is currently standing with regards to the crypto and NFT markets. There is still a lot of belief from these organizations and I would imagine or would assume and perhaps actually hope so that they do due diligence was actually applied here when making this decision, which I'm, I imagine what, uh, what it was. So the trademarks were filed with the United States Patent and Trademark Office, and this was done last week in light of a tweet by licensed trademark attorney Michael Kundandis on the 6th of June. So essentially this, this guy had had a tweet and said the Premier League has filed for two years trademark applications, NFTs, cryptocurrencies, digital tokens and collectibles, digital assets and trading, financial and crypto services, virtual clothing, footwear and sports gear. Which immediately makes me think of how sports finder actually came to birth, Jono. Before the NFTs became a core component of our platform, it was essentially a, a platform used by athletes in order to monetize their NIL by selling um, merchandise by selling cl clothing and experiences and creating greater engagement with the audience. And now these are, this big Premier League team now, um, organizational team should I say, is obviously filing these patterns with an idea of obviously expanding into the, in this, this new digital er, uh, era. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Like such a big organization, I know you're a huge Arsenal fan. Um, yeah. yeah, like what, what do you think of that? And what do you think their strategy actually is? Well, look, I definitely think they're going in, um, uh, they're covering the fundamentals, which is all the patent laws and the legalities around uh, what, what a big organization like that needs in order to uh, distribute um, those kind of assets. You want to call it a digital asset, essentially. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be paraphernalia, a whole bunch of things that's going to merge itself into this new digital nuance that you're going to find uh, in the coming years. And uh, I think the Premier League is doing a, a, a quite, a, quite an important decision when they, they start painting things because this means they, they're intentional at actually going this route. So it's a, it's a good sign for me. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that they effectively following 
uh, like the, the I think the NBA was one of the first major players in this space when it comes to entering the mm. NFT space, particularly here in the United States. I've seen how the uptick of the, the NBA NFTs, which was obviously from Top Shot. And uh, there was an interview, I think, on Sports Techie that I watched the other day. I think the, the topic was digital crypto collectibles examining the hype. And this gentleman who was an executive from Top Shop says they were the risk for the NBA. In the way I read into that is that the NBA took a bet on them and they actually um, it was quite fruitful because that was for me one of the, I wouldn't say the kickstarters, but definitely adding fuel to a fire that was brewing in the NFT space last year in 2021. So I think the the Premier League, which is probably a more watched league from around the world, soccer being the biggest global sport, it'll be interesting to see how they create further monetization models with the current audience, which is the most watched league in the world, generates the most income for football teams. It's the most equally placed league in the world where the team that's finishing that's first in the league can lose to the team that's last in the league. Very few of the European leagues, like in Spain, like in France, like in Germany, have that same effect, making it the most competitive league. So it'll be interesting to see how the Premier League's NFT project and um, journey will be compared to the other leagues in Europe. Yeah, look, I think they, they I don't even know if the other leagues have, have dabbled a lot in it. But I do believe that uh, the Premier League will set the president as to to what the the, the culture is going to be predicated on in a way. Um, and w- with that being said, I think if you were to look at the the NBA, that is NBA, the basketball guys, eh? Yeah. If you just look at how how influential they are at a global standpoint, just from a fashion point of view. And also from a cultural point of view, I think they they also a lot more courageous as, as an athlete. They about being rebellious, and I think that's that's perhaps why they were one of the the the, the leagues that went and dabbled with this space first, purely because yeah. they were rebellious enough to you know take the risk. And it's, it's it's quite interesting because I believe Premier League is much the same in terms of the kind of athletes they bring to the table. They they're a lot more bold um, than than perhaps the rest. And that 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 that's debatable. But just yeah, from it's, the outsider perspective, you know, seems that way at least. It's interesting that you you say that though, almost like the rebellious generation and doing things in which people say they cannot do, which is. Like if you live in the United States, so like I feel it, yeah, I'm not, I'm not the, the, the biggest fan of NBA, but I do love basketball. And today, actually, the Golden State Warriors from San Francisco won. So obviously from California, which is pretty cool. Yes, yes. But my, my point is like you can actually see that how this impact and this culture impacts everyone's lives. People literally go home to watch these games. It's on their schedule. They're watching with their families. It's a big part of the culture, like football is in the UK. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I do find that interesting that you, you said like that, because I think back to the, the book that I read from Phil Knight, which was the shoe dog, which was effectively the, the founder of Nike, right? And yes, yes. he spoke, and you can see it in, uh, in their current athletes, in their past athletes that they've um, uh, given the opportunity to be ambassadors for the brand and what mm-hmm. actually grew the brand to what it is today, which is seen as more the rebellious brand. And in the book, he spoke about how he identified, and we all know this, Michael Jordan, as an athlete that can be a good ambassador for the brand, 
effectively then creating Air Jordans and th that the rest is history where he's become the first billionaire from a shoe line with a partnership with a brand as an athlete, which is obviously wow. incredible. Tiger yes. Woods following a similar trajectory, but Air Jordan's a multi-million multi dollar, billion dollar company. But yeah, yeah. the interesting thing was when they first started sponsoring him in the, the NBA at the time, the rules were that you had to actually record, um, you actually had to wear white sneakers. You weren't allowed to actually wear colorful sneakers like the NBA athletes mm -hmm. are currently wearing now. And they kept giving, they had a strategy in order to get attention because you know the saying, any publicity is good publicity. So they gave him these red and black sneakers to play with. And now he's the only guy on the court that's wearing these sneakers. Mm. And each game, the NBA was finding him. But because he was this amazing athlete and he was already on yes. the spotlight, naturally the, the spotlight was directed towards his sneakers, which gave yeah. a lot of exposure to, to Air Jordans. And you've seen Nike and a lot of these other brands like Adidas trying to enter the space with merchandise, with wearables, like that English Premier League thing um, article mm. had read. Where, like, where do you see, or what, how do you see, in your own opinion, where they will take NFTs with brands like Nike and football teams in collaboration? And how will that actually be um, open to the public in order to engage and purchase? Because, yes, we've seen a lot of the NFTs and it's got to do with the football players, their, their, their moments in time, and one which we'll discuss now with our latest NFT collection drop with Billy Dip that we are doing this Sunday. But how do you see like the NFTs and like now with the Premier League, which has a lot of money, a lot of investment, what do you think they're going to be doing? Well, look, it's, 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 it's surrounding the, the whole smart contract uh, ideology, which is a paramount at um, actually bringing this to fruition. Because this is why these, these organizations are looking at this purely because of the authentic, authentication mechanism behind it. And with that being said, I believe that proof of work is going to be a quite an a important uh, facet to implementing into the smart contract because a lot of it's going to be collaboration. You know, uh, these these we we're dealing with people when when we build uh, uh, soccer teams and that kind of stuff. So, how do we sustain that that relationship in a in a world that is financially um, should I say, uh, uh, money is pretty much the, 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 the main reason to many efforts, let's put it that way. And I believe if we can put it in a, a virtuous way, and this is perhaps what smart contracts can do, and this is what the athletes are wanting from the organization, it's just a, a, a fluid process in, in keeping the relationship uh, sound and kind. And I think with that being said, both parties can win, and this is the beauty of it. Because if you create an NFT um, with, for instance, any athletes, you have the opportunity to make that a digital asset, which allows both parties to win in the long term. And perhaps as you can start to change the smart contract, you can incorporate certain types of uh, fans into the space. There's so many things to do. We can chat all day on how the mechanisms can be put together. Um, I think what's more important is when and how uh, this is actually going to come to market. That's for me a, 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 a quite an interesting time. And when is that going to happen? When is when is the first ticket going to be sold? Um, 
need to go and watch a Man United Liverpool game via an NFT space. That that's that's that for me is very interesting, especially with the markets being so um, horrid right now. But I think that's outside of the the, the technology of what the NFTs are actually uh, doing right now. I think that's just the whole scare around um, the housing markets, uh, the inflation, and all that kind of stuff. People are trying to find uh, liquidity when they're selling uh, their, their their portfolios, and I think this is perhaps just creating a, a scare in the market. And uh, it's got nothing to do with what's really happening in the back end with, with NFT technology, with look at Premier League signing this, this painting deal. It makes sense. Things are happening. Yeah, mm. yeah I, think, I think so too. And, you know, like they've always said, particularly in this market, and I think it's always been in the equity market, is that now is the time when future millionaires are made. So, yes. I mean, and yes. you're going to get all the skeptics going around now creating these memes. Like, I mean, it, the interesting thing is, and we spoke about it on the last week's episode, was that we went through this already. We went through this already in 2017, 2018. The guys before that went through that way before that we were so late in the game. And now it's happening again. And I just think because of social media, because it got so much attention last year, naturally now people like to see things fail. And people are so negative and pessimistic that they are so envious of people that will effectively make money. Because I can tell you right now, and I do believe this, and I hope I'm, I'm never wrong, is that I do believe in the future and four or five years from now, when the markets have turned, whilst life goes on, like it always does, we go through these peaks and troughs, it's very cyclical. And if you don't acknowledge it, I think now at this stage in my life, and I'm mature enough to acknowledge and understand that, to put my ego aside and not just think that this is a fad and actually look further than beyond my, my, my nose, you actually can see what people are building. And this is why I'm so excited to be part of such, mm -hmm. such an industry, pioneering with Sports Finder. So in, in saying that, this week, Sunday, and yesterday I did an Instagram Live with um, a two-time world uh, boxing champion, Billy the Kid Dip. He's from Australia. We're doing an NFT collection in collaboration with him. And I actually wanted to show the audience where they can get it. It will be this Sunday. Please look out on our social media platform for additional information and get your wallets connected as soon as you can. So I'm just going to share a bit of the website here and let me know if you can see it, Jono. Mm. All right. So this is the, 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 the sportsfinder.com website. Just go and Google all your respective browsers, browsers and search it. If you click, if this is the, the landing page, if you click on the marketplace, it will take you to the Sports Finder Marketplace here. Straight to Billy's collection. He's doing a whole collection with Sports Finder. He has three tiers, actually. It's very, very cool uh, NFTs. He has the gold, the ice cold, and uh, the fire collection, each resembling a particular moment and a particular chapter in Billy's illustrious career, um, winning the RBO um, welterweight title and other, and other accolades along the way having trained with the likes of Mike Tyson signing on for Golden Golden Boy Productions and just an amazing career. And the NFT that I'm showing you right now that is asking me to connect my MetaMask is the, the gold one going for uh, 0.2 Ethereum. And this is Billy's favorite one naturally. And it just is essentially unique to 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 him with regards to him. He was so, so much about giving back to his fans, giving back to his audience. and effectively allowing people to own a piece in history 
um, from his, his career. And he was super excited about that. If you guys have some time, go, go check out the interview I did with Billy. It's on our YouTube channel as well as on our social media. And this is the gold collection for Billy Durbin. Billy Durbin is an amazing boxer. Like I said here, he's from Australia. He's a two-time world champion from the IBF featherweight as well as from, I think, 2011 to 2013 in the IBF super featherweight title in 2008. Quite a, a quite an interesting career he's had. And one of the favorite ones that I have is the, the, fire, the fire NFT that he has. And it just essentially re resembling his renowned career and speaking to the fine he's ba he's barely and with 56 fights and 48 wins this guy was so illustrious in the boxing ring and also one thing that he was very well known for is that he did find himself in scenarios where he was knocked down and he got back up and actually won the fights just incre incredibly inspiring and there's 200 of these so yeah everyone that's watching please go out and look out for billy's um, nft collection he's super excited we're super excited and let's see how far we can take this. John oh, Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you thought of the designs, but I think they're pretty cool. I dig them, man. They are mm. fucking cool. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very, very, like very cool, dude. Um, yeah, so now, John, I wanted to move on now from the conversation. I know I've been speaking a lot okay. about it, but... No, um, no, 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 no. Now, with this whole Premier League discussion, going back to that and the NFTs in football, so just to paint a picture and create more of a narrative now for where we're going in this conversation is that there are a lot of these big English teams, the big Spanish teams, the French teams, they all try to form a league last year called the, the, the I think it was called the Super Cup or something like that. I've actually just gone mm. blank with the name. And oh, now, I heard about the, that. The, and the mm. goal, yeah, so. And the, the golfers now have got moved now from a lot of them for like uh, Mickelson and a lot of the top yeah. athletes, some South African golfers as well, moved over to LIV, which is a new golf tournament by a Saudi-backed investor, showing like obviously questioning and being very divisive, essentially by creating animosity now between two brands. And the Super League tried to do the same thing against the UEFA Champions League. But my point is like a lot of these big teams now are looking for alternative ways in which to generate revenue. Because a lot of these top athletes now, particularly in the Premier League, are costing between 100 to 150 million pounds on top of their, their, their salary, right? So Barcelona currently fi uh, in financial trouble, like a billion pounds, I mean, billion, a billion euros in debt. Now they're looking for alternative sources of revenue. NFTs in the Web3 will effectively be that. Do you, how do you think like these organizations or do you do you see other opportunities in the crypto space or the NFT space that organizations like these sports teams can effectively leverage and maybe some suggestions or how you actually hypothesize the direction they'll move in? You know what, to be quite um, honest and, and based on, on history, we, we're going into a, a very deeply connected digital age, which implies that is the Gen Z or modern father going to bring up his child to play soccer or to play soccer on PC or on PlayStation? So this is the question. So if we're looking short term, I think there's definitely opportunity for, for these leagues to, to bring in some form of... of like you say, NFT culture for the leagues itself because it's going to sustain its growth. 
mm. or should I say at least it's, it's, it's a prolific nature right now. But 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, is there going to be more money in gaming? We don't know this. Is people going to be running on these virtual things with these on the eyes playing playing ball bro and you cannot count that out you you generally cannot count that out we've seen the weirdest stuff happening in the world now like anything you have to tell me now will not surprise (laughs) me so yes yes people would laugh at that but who's the one that's laughing in 10 years from now right who is investing in companies so what i would think uh, the premier league should do is to create a metaverse that draws the e people the people that play soccer and link that to the uh, playstation with fifa and all that stuff and create an online tournament that 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 slowly does this in the long run because eventually people aren't going to go to the games the attention span is not going to be long enough Uh, getting pissed isn't going to be a thing in the future so that's the thing, like, there's going to be such a conscious world. You mean getting, you mean like, getting drunk? You mean people going yeah, out and getting yeah, drunk? Yeah, people, yeah, like already, there was a lot of testing with the COVID stuff, dude, with the stadium being empty. And that was all test phases. <laughs> that was A, B testing there. Different nations playing with with uh, certain uh, systemic nuances when, when this happens, when this happens, when this doesn't happen. Because you could do I that. Love I, love, I, love, I love it. I love it. I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that's your, your opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the thing is, and this is, what exact, this is, no, but this is exactly what I, I wanted to get this channel to become, is a, yeah, thing, yeah. Of a, a thing of opinion. Like, yeah, what we're talking about, yes, we speak from what we read, what's in the news, and sometimes mm-hmm. may not factually be always correct. We're just using the information in which we've read and how we've perceived that. So I want no one to ever think that what we're discussing here is complete facts, but more opinion. But yeah, I love that. I, I, I love that because I, I think it's yeah. a completely different look at look at how people would perceive it. But you you rear towards more of the negative side to it. Do you see what I'm talking about, right? Well, why do you why do you think that? Well, the thing is, like, would a Gen Z person say, uh, is it negative if I make 40 million playing FIFA on a TV versus playing on the field? Like, he's, he or she's going to say, for me, it's got nothing to do with being negative. It's got to do with what I value and what creates yeah. my impact with my effort. So mm. this, is, this is the question. It's a, it's a psychological and a ph- philosophical one at the same time. And people are becoming more conscious. We, we're going through that. Like, look at kids. They're running around here. They don't care about people telling them what to do, right? Because they already passed that state of mind. You know, back in the day, the older uh, uh, baby boomers were saying yes, sir, to their dads. And you know what I mean? Like, it was like that. It was very aristocratic. And slowly but surely, we're becoming flexible. And eventually, people are going to be like, I don't want to go to practice and play ball. I don't care if I want to be like Messi. This is not going to even be there no more. It's going to be J. Joe Jiggy, which is uh, some cool dude on, 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 on streaming, you know? Yeah, yeah. Look, the name you came up with, Gold. And it's funny you mentioned that, <laughs> J. Joe Jiggy. You should, actually just make, you, should, you should actually make that your gaming name, Jono. But, uh, what, 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 what struck my attention was the other day I was yeah. driving and I had my, my friend in the car and we got to the traffic light or the stop street, or I mean the 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 robot, as we say in South Africa. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's traffic light, John. Uh, 
Um, but there was a billboard there and it had that, you know, that gamer ninja who was like one of the pioneers of the, oh, yes. uh, I think, um, I can't even think of the logo. Yeah. And like, he's got his, like his hair with the mohawk and he's in this billboard and, um, mm. what was the game that he, he made his name? What is the most famous game on the Xbox? Bro? Um, uh, was it Samurai? <laughs> It was Fortnite, John. It was Fortnite. Oh, yes. You're not bad at this thing, eh? Yeah, no. You're testing myself there because I I went blank for a second. But anyway, he was one of the guys that effectively made a name for himself by creating a career out of gaming. And speaking to your point of this individual that you just deemed Billy Bob, whatever you, you called him, this, that's already happening, dude. And it's becoming more prevalent now where kids, as we all know, are watching YouTube just to follow gamers, just to, they're not even playing the games. Yes. So it speaks to your, your point where the audience is building and the sports teams 100%. now need to acknowledge that. And it's a good yes. point actually that we got into this conversation. I was mm. watching mm. one of my Manchester United fan channels, the United Views. Shout out to shout out to KG and Flex from that, that podcast. It's my favorite, it's one of my favorite um, Man United channels. But KG is an incredibly funny guy, he's an actor and a comedian, but he's actually on the YouTube channel. He was saying today, just laying it down, because you know Manchester United's in turmoil right now when it comes to transfers, the club is just in array. And the fans are just don't know what to do. And like he was saying, when he goes and picks up his child from school, he doesn't see kids with Manchester United shirts anymore. He doesn't see mm-hmm. kids like when we were growing up in our generation, everyone was a Man United or a Liverpool fan, right? Yeah. Yes. And now it's like Man City or like mm-hmm. more Chelsea. Chelsea obviously came up soon after that. Like, but just think how many less kids you see in Manchester United and even more so Arsenal, right? Because <laughs> The, the, the club's uh, owners have been so, what's the word I would use? For Man United, I can definitely say lackluster and just piss poor as owners, yes. taking as much money out of the club as dividends and not investing it back into the facilities, the players, and just buying players based on their social media followings and not actually on their ability or their their the capabilities to collaborate with the team and not just being an individual player. But why, why I'm talking about this is that the, these other teams like Real Madrid, like, like the other top Premier League teams like Manchester City, they are all thinking about how we're going to exploit this energy space. And it's got to be where they're going to have an audience that's watching potentially in the metaverse world or, mm. or watching online as opposed to going to the stadium. That generation may view sport differently, like you're saying, and they may not require to have such big stadiums anymore. Who knows how it's going to be? Because the current yeah. generation that we grew up in was very sports um, orientated because we were growing up in a stage where video gaming was to your own and wasn't really, you weren't really connected to the world until after high school, right? So like now yes. everyone's connected. No one needs to go and play sports and meet people. They're meeting people online. So it's interesting to think that like you kind of touched on it was that they need to be thinking how to remain relevant and how to keep their audience mm-hmm. and how to keep their, 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 these organizations afloat. Definitely. I think that's, that's, that's especially with this bubble now. Yeah, they're looking at it as a, a hot stuff. Um, let's make a lot of money uh, from a digital asset point of view that goes mm-hmm. up with price action. But at the same time, uh, there's, there's, there's this long-term 
thing that's based on a culture, <laughs> you know, and people. Mm. That any moment, like look at the that was it the Super League. You know, if there were a few more powerful people that twisted a few more things, that thing could be on the road. You know, yeah. used to say five years from now it won't happen. Do you get? I think this now this golf thing the, that happened with the PGA and these guys splitting, like Phil Mickelson going to this live thing, is going to bring that back onto the table for all mm. these top teams. So you're right. I, I do believe so too. I don't think it's going away. Yeah. Look, I think with with we've all we've all come to understand that crypto is trying to nullify the middleman. So what's different with NFTs? Like, I think NFT is just a, a branch of crypto in its own way that, that brings um, logistics and supply chain economics all into this, this well-computed system. And that's, that's the, the key player here. Right now, the, the, the NFT JPEG stuff makes sense because that's just the, the this, this, can I say, engine. It's just going to plant the, the, the portfolio for the people that have kind of pioneered it. Like we need to look at it as a historical uh, moment, not necessarily one individual. It's us mm -hmm. as a humanity collectively bringing this to fruition. And I think this is what's important. And um, slowly but surely, uh, important people are starting to see this, but you'll notice the more conscious ones are on it already long ago <laughs> you know mm. the gents and ladies that were, were woke a couple years ago are already playing with this space they've already made money off this space um so it, it doesn't mean it's a spiritual thing but it, it just tells you that if you really look at it intrinsically and understand the model like you mentioned early on it's going somewhere right now the money and that market's cap and that bullshit doesn't really matter in, in the long, in the bigger scope of things, if that makes sense. Mm. No, I yeah. think you do. I, I, I love the way I love the way you perceive things because you come from a completely different angle that I think most people would. Because and you can maybe attribute it to maybe your lack of investment into the the Premier League, for example, right? And it gives you a completely different outlook. But I'm just saying, I think it's it's brilliant. But having said that, we've come to the end of another episode, Jono. Um, I want to thank everyone for watching us again. I actually thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I think we, 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 we're getting better. We're getting better at this. Amazing. So any, uh, any closing words, Jono? Ah, just um, go forward with kindness. Nothing, yeah, nothing. I love Always imparting us with some good words, man. Uh, um, just before we go, everyone, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Listen to us on uh, all the, the podcast channels like Spotify and Apple Music. Take care and we'll see you next week. Bye.